Hello, and welcome to the podcast, An Intelligent Look at Terrorism. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. This is episode number 21, and in today's podcast, I want to broach a subject which has gotten some attention in the past couple of years, and that's this notion of the incel movement, and whether or not this in fact is a form of terrorism that is on the rise and should be treated as such. We here in Canada, from where I'm broadcasting this podcast, were made most aware of the incel movement a couple of years ago when a young man named Alec Manassian drove a van down Young Street in Toronto, one of Toronto's busiest streets, around the noon hour, and he randomly picked out pedestrians to hit. He ended up killing 11 and wounding several others before he, in fact, uh, pulled off the road and tried to have a police officer shoot him pretending to have a gun in his hand. And it's an amazing video if you've seen it. The, the law enforcement officer reacts very, very professionally and is able to essentially disarm an unarmed Manassian and arrest him. And, and therefore, he didn't achieve his goal of what's known as suicide by cop. And he's been arrested and charged with several counts of, a, of murder and attempted murder. What was really interesting about this case was that in the immediate aftermath of the event, a Facebook posting was found by Alec Manassian in which he had announced the incel revolution and made reference to a man called Elliot Rogers, whom I'll speak a little bit more about in a few minutes. When this broke, there was a lot of doubt, shall we say, a lot of questions about exactly what is incel, what is the incel movement, what does it stand for, what are its goals, what is it trying to achieve, and I think most importantly, what kind of violence was this? I went on the record as saying that even though I was not an expert in the incel movement per se, what I did know did not qualify, as far as I was concerned, as a terrorist movement or a terrorist ideology. And that's what I want to talk about today. Needless to say, I was roundly criticized in many venues for not calling it terrorism. I was called ignorant. I was called a lousy intelligence analyst. I was called somebody who was ignoring the facts as they were presented to me. And some suggested that if the perpetrator had been a brown-skinned person, I would not have hesitated to call it terrorism, whereas Mr. Manassian was in fact Caucasian, suggesting that I was racist and that I only saw terrorism perpetrated by peoples that one would consider to be minorities in Canadian society, all of which, of course, is very, very far from the truth. But uh, as I've learned over the years, what happens on Twitter and Facebook and in social media in response to, to one's very honest portrayal of a perspective and views uh, is not always fair. But that's water under the bridge, and I don't want to return to that. But what I do want to talk about in this podcast is, so what is this incel movement? And can it, in fact, be construed as a terrorist ideology? So let's go back to first principles. Incel, of course, is an abbreviation for involuntary celibate. It refers to a group of people who are desirous of having sexual relations with members of the other sex, or I suppose members of the same sex, and for a whole host of reasons are in fact not successful in doing so. What I find interesting is that we tend to associate incels with men, and primarily young men, even though the term was for first used by a woman many, many years ago, referring to her lack of success, lack of luck in forming relationships, which led to sexual relations. But nowadays, it seems to be the kind of thing that 
most people would say is a feeling, is a common understanding of men who are essentially not getting lucky, if I can use that term, and who are angry about it. So that's where the term where the term comes from. And this incel movement has a whole vocabulary associated with it. And I don't want to go into all the vocabulary. It's, it's quite, quite long. It's quite a robust vocabulary. The incel tends to, to speak about things like red pill, blue pill. These, of course, being an analogy to the Matrix movies of several years ago, whereby if you take one pill, you see life as it really is. If you take a second pill, you're duped into seeing another reality. So this notion that there is actually more out there for people that they're not realizing. The other term that is used a lot by a set of terms by the incel group are the terms chads and stacys. Chads, in essence, are successful males. These are people who are charismatic. They are, they are handsome. And not surprisingly, they have a lot of relationships, many of which end in sex. Stacys are the girls, or women, I should say, who reject the incels. They are those that are also successful in relationships, but essentially want nothing to do with these young men who are complaining that they're just not, not with them. So when you read the incel literature, if I can use that term, there's a whole set of underlying uh, analogies and terminology that's not obvious to somebody who is not read in, if you will, to the movement. And I certainly have learned an awful lot about the incels since that time. So who's this Elliot Roger guy and why is he important? Well, he essentially has become a hero to the incel movement because back in May 2014, he went on a shooting spree in California uh, in which he killed six people, uh, some he shot, some he stabbed. And before he actually killed himself, he shot himself to death, he posted a retribution video on YouTube in which he essentially explained who he was and why he did what he did. And he described himself as the ideal, magnificent gentleman. And he couldn't understand why women didn't want to have sex with him. In fact, he described himself as a 22-year-old virgin. And he and went on to say he never even had kissed a girl. So he is somebody who was clearly very frustrated in his sexual life. So Alec Manassian, this is the guy in Toronto in, in 2018, he puts this Facebook posting up in which he praises Rogers as the sort of, not the founder, but sort of the person to be emulated in the incel movement. And he claims to be acting on his behalf and to try to set in motion this revolution of this cohort of males who are frustrated at their, their lack of sexual activity and who want to lash out at society. Because of course it's society's fault. It's not their own fault that they can't form relationships. And therefore, by this, his action, he was going to galvanize the movement into taking similar actions such that there would be some kind of change in society. So that's what happened in April of 2018. So the question then remains, is in fact the incel movement, and more specifically, was the act of violence carried out by Alec Manassian an act of terrorism? Interestingly, the Crown, which is the prosecution in Canada, has not charged him with terrorism, which is under section 83.1 of the criminal code, but rather charged him with murder and attempted murder. And I'll get back to reasons for that in a second. What I want to really delve into in a lot of detail is what constitutes an ideology. 
what constitutes a political movement and does incel fit into that category. I have argued, and I haven't changed my mind since this event took place, that in fact it does not. I think that the incel, again, I use the word movement, that might be a, a bit too strong of a word. Those who do believe that there are people who are successfully having sexual relationships and those that are not, and it's not fair, and it must be changed, and if people would only listen and, and grant people these relationships, all will be better. I would argue that this essentially constitutes just a lot of people who, for, for whatever reason, uh, are unlucky in love. And, and there are all kinds of reasons why this is possible. So I think the, the question then becomes, what actually constitutes an ideology? For some terrorist groups, the answer is obvious. You look at the, something like Islamic State or Al-Qaeda or the far-right groups, white supremacists, white nationalist groups. There's a position. There is usually some kind of a manifesto, some kind of documentation that outlines why they exist, what they're seeking to change, and justification for acts of violence to do that. There's no question that in some cases, in some extreme cases, the incel movement has resorted to violence as well. But I'm not so sure this is a well-stated ideology. I think this is just, as I mentioned, this is feeling by people who are simply frustrated with their lot in life, frustrated by their inability to form relationships, and therefore they're lashing out. I don't know that that constitutes an ideology. And hence, this is perhaps why, at least in the case in Canada, the prosecution did not elect to lay terrorism charges under Section 83.1, which states that a crime must be, or a serious act of violence, must be committed or planned for ideological, political, or religious reasons. There's always another possibility as to why the terrorism charges were not laid, and that's the difficulty in proving that motivation. If you're a prosecutor and you have good evidence that somebody has committed a crime or is planning to commit a crime such as murder or assault, whether or not it's successful or not, that's easier to prove than the reasons for which that plan that crime was planned, i.e. you have to prove motivation, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this in fact was the driving factor behind this particular crime. And that is, it is, it is orders of magnitude more difficult than proving the intent. So the motivation and intent are two different things. This is why I think we've seen this happen whereby the Crown has elected not to go with uh, charges under Section 83.1, at least in Canada, with respect to terrorism. But, but getting back to the whole incel thing, I think there's a fine line between hate and, and terrorism. And I think that all terrorism, in fact, is a form of hate of some kind, but not all hate is a form of terrorism. So the terrorism has to have that very crucial hinge which talks about ideology, whether it be political, religious, or etc., it's interesting that, at least in Canada, hate crimes are covered under a different section of the Criminal Code. In fact, it's Section 318 of the Criminal Code, where they talk about an identifiable group. So in other words, if you're committing an offense, which exists elsewhere in, in the Criminal Code, and you, you target a specific group with that offense, i.e. you want to murder somebody, and rather than being a random act of murder, you're targeting women or you're targeting the LGBT community or you're targeting a certain race or a certain ethnic group or a certain religious group, that can be constituted as a hate crime under the criminal code. And as a result, my understanding of the law is that you're found guilty of the offense itself, murder, attempted murder, etc., etc., and then the judge has the leeway 
to augment your sentence if found guilty because of the hate provisions of the criminal code. So in other words, if you get 10 years for attempted murder, you could get 15 years because the murder was actually an identifiable hate crime, meaning that the intended target uh, of your planned offense was an identifiable group as defined under the criminal code. To me, it therefore seems that what happened in Toronto in April of last year was it at a minimum a hate crime. Certainly it was attempted murder and murder because people died. People were wounded by Manassians racing down Young Street. It is still not 100% clear to me if in fact he only chose women, which one would think would be the case if he were a true incel. If he were angry at people who would not form relationships with him, you would think that he would monitor or follow or identify specific people with whom he had failed to form a relationship and lash out at them. When I see the list of victims that had died on that day, yeah, some were young women and some were men and some were older women. So even there, I'm not sure that there was an identifiable group that Manassian had targeted. So that may put in jeopardy the notion it was a hate crime because a specific group was not targeted. I think there's something even more important here with respect to the Manassian case. And that is the fact that the only link between Manassian and the so-called incel movement was one Facebook posting that was made the day that he drove the van down Young Street. In the intervening time, and I've been following the story since that time, I've yet to see any evidence whatsoever that he made any other posts online, that he was part of incel forums online, that he was in contact with like-minded people online, or in real life with respect to this whole incel way of thinking, if you will. And one would think with all the investigative journalists and people out there who are merely curious that it would be quite easy to find this link between Mr. Manassian and the larger community. It doesn't appear to be there, not to the best of my knowledge. And I could be wrong. And if someone could point out instances where he did in fact post this material or engage in conversations online or offline with other incels, I'll simply accept that as what it is, but nothing has surfaced up to this point, which leads to a very, very interesting hypothesis and I think this came out in the interview, if you saw the interview that Manassian held with the police on the day he was arrested in the days following, masterful interview by a police officer trying to get him to explain what he did. Manassian certainly talks the talk of an incel, which means he was aware of it. He had researched it to some extent. It's almost as if he sounds almost too perfect. It's almost like he almost fits the bill too well to be an incel. So that plus this lack of obvious overt online information that relates to his membership, if I can use that term, in, in the greater incel community, leads me to think that maybe he's not an incel after all. I'm not saying he wasn't frustrated in his relationships. I'm not saying that he wasn't angry at women, for example, who would not go on dates with him and eventually sleep with him. But this almost sounds a little bit too perfect for me. It almost sounds as if Manassian's really trying to be an incel without being one. So that's more specifically to the, to the Manassian case. But let's get back to the bigger question right here. And that question is, what is incel? I am always open to new ideas. I'm always open to new perspectives on things and different ways of thinking. But I find myself still, and this is late October 2019, I find myself still holding to my position that incel, in and of itself, is not a political movement. 
It certainly is in the religious movement. I'm having a hard time seeing it as an ideological movement. And ergo, it is not a terrorist movement. Now, terrorist, terrorism can be carried out by groups. It can be carried out by individuals. It can be carried out by cells or groups of individuals. It doesn't have to be an underlying one-size-fits-all. In, in fact, it's quite variable. Even when you look at Islamist extremism around the world, which is what I specialized in, there are all kinds of organizations and all kinds of individuals who espouse this ideology. And it's not the same thing for two people. It can, it can vary from person to person. So even having said that, I'm still not convinced that, this, that there's, a, there's a concrete underpinning or a concrete ideology that knits this all together. Yes, there's a vocabulary. Yes, there are some common ideas, but I don't think it forms an ideology in and of itself. And therefore, I maintain that those that carry out crimes as self-confessed incels, or in the case of Manassian, possibly a wannabe incel, that these, in fact, are, are just violent crimes. They may sort of skirt into the area of hate crimes, but I simply don't see them being acts of terrorism. And I know there will be lots of people who will disagree with me, I'm expecting a lot of hate mail to come in after this podcast is broadcast. I would simply suggest that if you disagree with what my position is here, that you um, say so and that you politely point me in the direction of other material that may enlighten me or give me more information that could affect the, where I stand. But in the absence of that information, I think we're still stuck with acts of violence some of which are carried out against specific individuals, for example, women, stemming from this cohort of largely men who are frustrated in their inabilities to form meaningful relationships, be the emotional or physical relationships with women. I'm sure that the same thing goes for women and men as well, i.e. there are women who are equally frustrated in their inability to find a good man and settle down with. Although I don't think, I can't think of any instance where a woman incel member has lashed out violently and killed men for refusing to enter into a relationship with her. But again, I could be wrong, and I'm sure people will point that out. I will grant that these could in fact constitute hate crimes in certain jurisdictions, depending on the criminal code, because there is on some occasion, some identifiable group that is targeted, i.e. women, by men. And certainly in the Canadian context, that would qualify as a hate crime. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the Manassian trial. So as I mentioned, he's been charged with, I believe, 11 counts of first-degree murder and several counts of attempted murder. I don't know whether he will plead guilty or he will go to trial. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, in either case, if he is, is found guilty. And I think there'll be a very strong likelihood he will be found guilty. There's been some mention that his only defense is to get off on, on mental disability charges, i.e. he was not of sound mind when he committed the acts. Although, again, if you go back to the interview that the police did with him after the attack, he sounds pretty lucid to me. But I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a specialist in that regard. And I'm not going to speak to that. But if, in fact, he is found fit to stand trial and he either pleads guilty or is found guilty, then the sentencing is in the hands of the judge. And the criminal code does contain provisions as to uh, what sentence, sentencing is appropriate for what crimes. But as I mentioned earlier, there is the Section 318, 319 of the criminal code, which speaks to hate crimes, and under which the judge has the ability 
to um, lay on a longer sentence if in fact he or she is convinced that that particular crime was motivated by hate of an identifiable group. So I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. We'll wait and see how the trial unfolds. I'm certainly um, waiting with bated breath to see more information that comes out in terms of Manassian's motivation. I'm waiting to see any indication that there is something to this incel angle. If he did in fact communicate with like-minded people online, if he had help in the planning of the attack, if he was put up to it online by somebody who, you know, said, this is your time. And I'm thinking here of a scene in The Fisher King whereby um, there's a scene at the very beginning of, of the movie where a shock jock radio host uh, has a guy call in and he, this guy is angry. He's angry at society. And the shock jock basically says that his, his anger is justified, that he should be angry at society. And in fact, that he should lash out and teach society a lesson. And what happens is that this person goes on to commit a random act of violence in a restaurant. And it happens to be the restaurant where Robin Williams, the character, and his wife are having dinner and the, and the wife dies. And it goes on to, anyhow, the Robin Williams character, uh, his life is ruined. He ends up living on the street, et cetera, et cetera. That will be interesting to find out if there's any kind of online indication that somebody said to Alec Manassian, look, you're a nice guy, you're handsome, you should be lucky in love, you should be successful in relationships. It's not your fault that you're not. It's somebody else's fault. It's the Chad's fault or it's the Stacy's fault. And you have every right to teach them a lesson, to show them that they're wrong and to convince them that, yes, you are a, you're a prime find, you're a great catch and people should agree to enter into relationships with you. Again, I haven't seen that to date. Maybe there's evidence that, that will be offered by the Crown or in this case, maybe people who scan online or who know this community online better than I do will actually find that smoking gun, if I can use that term, to tie Alec Manassian to the incel movement. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Those are my views on the incel. Uh, I thought I needed to devote a podcast to this because it's been about a year and a half since I talked about this in a blog and I try to educate myself more and more on what this means. Again, uh, there are those that will disagree with me. And if you find that this podcast has missed the mark, I would be more than happy to entertain your views on this, provided they're polite in nature. Uh, let me know what I don't know. Feel free to make your own arguments. Feel free to bring up your own evidence and make the case that incel is in fact an ideology and therefore that any act of violence carried out by an incel would meet the definition of terrorism, which is a serious act of violence that's motivated by ideological reasons. I'd love to hear from you. So that's it for podcast number 21. I hope you enjoyed it. As usual, I would like to hear your feedback on this and other podcasts that have been put out in this series. You can reach me on my webpage, www.borealisthreatenedrest.com. You can leave comments for me on Twitter at borealisaves or on the Facebook page for Borealis, or on LinkedIn. You can also reach me by email, borealisrisk at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. I'll talk to you again in a fortnight. Until then, stay safe. It may sound absurd, but don't be naive.